that's exactly our goal here, right? I mean, you, Gary V, he's insane at producing content, but like you have to realize he has a massive team behind him doing a lot of that work, right? Like he's just sitting there and recording one interview or podcast or video, and then the team just goes, takes that, splits it up, pushes it on different channels. And we're hoping that we could sort of automate a lot of that stuff. So if you're a small business owner and don't have the, the resources that Gary V does, you could still potentially do what he's doing with our software. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. I want to get to know you. You're part of my community now. If you are serious about significant growth over the next two to three years, whether organically or through acquisition, let's jump on a call. Let me understand you and your business that much more so that I can come up with some suggestions that you can get on with implementing right now. Go to bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. That's bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast. I'm a fan of partnerships and how, as a strategy, they really can help you scale your revenues, your monthly recurring revenues. And today's guest, we talk about how the power of partnership helped Sid Baroff help his then client, Thinkific, online uh, platform for course creators scale their monthly recurring revenue 20 times from 20,000 to 400,000 um, a month. And also how now Sid is the CEO and founder of Broca. It's an AI tool that will write ad copy for you and it will then constantly iterate the improve test measure test measure and iterate the improvements of that copy to help you get the best performing ads great fantastic and punchy interview with sid baraf ceo of brocker hey gavin here and welcome back to the business mastermind podcast uh today sid uh sid baraf is uh, my guest now i am really excited about this sid has got a typically exciting enthralling, inspiring entrepreneurial journey with kind of like fail, 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 success, 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 success. So um, I think one thing that Sid is going to be sharing with us is about how we can think much bigger, how we can grow at scale, grow businesses fast, how we can use partnerships to help to scale businesses. Um, Sid is the CEO and co-founder of Broker and has been the head of marketing for numerous uh, startups. Sid, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Hey, Gavin, thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. So please do share with uh, our listeners all over the world. Please share with them your story, your sort of entrepreneurial journey from graduating. You know, what, what's your, 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 uh, your, your story, the highs and the lows? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long, long uh, journey with uh, various twists and turns. And uh, I'll give you the cliff notes here. Uh, I actually started off with an engineering degree. Uh, ended up in Canada doing uh, consulting at a at a big uh, big four consulting firm, um, and I realized it wasn't what I really wanted to do, and I wanted to join the entrepreneurial journey and start something there. So, uh, with a friend of mine, we decided to build a travel app, and we went to South America to Chile, where they have a program called Startup Chile, where they were funding entrepreneurs from around the world. And so we tried to build that app over there, but we failed uh, miserably because we were just young and did not know what we were doing. 
but it was a great learning experience for us. I bet. And so you just up sticks and you moved to Chile for how for how many years? It was uh, for one year. Wow. Yeah, just just uh, my parents were like, "What is he doing with his life?" But also, <laughs> let's just give him some leeway so that he figures it out. Um, and uh, yeah, it was you know while it was a, a big risk and uh, it was a total failure, we still I think it's good to have those because then you learn from them. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, it was it was how I got into marketing because as we were building this product, I was trying to promote it to people to use it. Um, and uh, I started to realize I enjoyed what I was doing in marketing, creating content and promoting that online and building a following. Uh, so I continued to do that after as sort of like a consulting on a freelance basis. I was initially just, you know, looking at freelance gigs online. And then I slowly started to build up my own clientele. Um, I, I travel, continued traveling like Southeast Asia and stuff like that. Tried a, tried a few other things, you know, like tried an e-commerce store, tried like drop shipping and all of that kind of stuff. Um, eventually moved back to Canada where a company called Lemon Stand, which is an e-commerce platform, very similar to Shopify, wanted to hire me because they'd seen some of my content online. Uh, so I came on to help them create more content and do some marketing. That was kind of like my first real, uh, you know, marketing uh, role. And then from there, that was like a year. And then from there, I joined a company called Thinkific, which is an online course platform. It allows you to create courses and teach online. I was the head of marketing over there, uh, VP of growth specifically. And that was like a, a two-year journey where I helped build up the company from when I joined, it was like 20,000 in monthly revenue to about 400,000 in monthly revenue wow. by, uh, by the time I left. Yeah. Wow. So that was huge growth. And that was kind of like my, you know, big success story there. And um, from there, I, I got uh, invited by a lot of other companies to help them with their growth in marketing because they wanted similar results. And so I started working with all of them. And uh, yeah, this year I started a, a new company, Broca, as you mentioned earlier, uh, coincidentally with the same co-founder that I did the one in Chile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, We've reunited uh, with all the learnings that we have over the past few years and all the Amazing. lessons. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And we're starting that now. So before we go into the story about Broca, um, I would like to just dive into some of the strategies that you found were really effective to grow your, your monthly recurring revenue so effectively mm-hmm. at Thinkific. Yeah. So the way I like to approach marketing is to sort of take a scientific angle to it, right? So you don't really know what's going to work. And so what you want to do is you want to place multiple bets and test out different channels. And so what we did early on at Thinkific was we placed few bets across uh, partnerships, advertising, content, uh, affiliates, and so on. What we found was that partnerships was working really well, specifically connecting with influencers who were in the same space and had the audience that we wanted. And so we did promotions through them by saying, hey, let's do a webinar to your audience. You promote the webinar to your audience. They'll come on the webinar. We will show them how to create an online course. And at the end, we'll give them a big you know, bonus or some sort of deal that's very valuable to them. And you get a percentage of those sales. And so it's a win for everyone. It's a win for us because we're getting new customers. It's a win for the influencer because they get a percentage of sales. And it's a win for their audience because they get a good deal um, on, a, on our product. So uh, we found that working well and we decided to scale it up. So the second piece of, of this overall strategy is, you know, step one is you, you place a lot of bets. And step two, you track which bets are working. Sure. And you, and you really double down on the ones that are working. 
right? So uh, we actually just hired a full-time person whose only job was to simply connect with influencers and book them on a webinar, right? And then I would just get on the webinar, I would do my spiel, um, and then we would, we would sell a bunch of packages at the end of it. Um, and I'm sure this is something, this is a strategy that your audience as well could use. Uh, if, you know, there's a lot of other people in your industry who are doing very similar things and targeting similar audiences, partner with them uh, and promote your product with your audience and vice versa, or do some sort of co-marketing deal with them. Yeah, very, very effective. In, in fact, in, in my sort of business life and career, I've had a, a long-standing, very effective partnership with uh, HSBC Bank. And um, mm. for two years, I did a series of, and now I, face-to-face, and now it's actually more uh, digital, you know, Zoom stuff. But it was, they they would host an event and I would go along and deliver content. So it was a win for the bank because they were their customers were delighted that they were getting great sort of content about how to scale and grow businesses. It was a win for the customer. And then it was, a, it was lead generation for me. So I'm massive massive advocate of partnerships i think they're so powerful absolutely and and getting a big big one like hsbc is huge right and if yeah. and if you if you're just starting out maybe you you can't get all the way to hsbc right off the bat but you could potentially start smaller uh with you know smaller companies or influencers and then work your way up and that's kind of like what we ended up doing is we started with the small influencers and over time we worked our way up to the big ones like you know gary vaynerchuk and oh wow yeah so um, presumably, then you'd have to demonstrate quite a lot of track record and and, and reach to be able to uh, to 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 do uh, a partnership with Gary V. Then, yeah. So uh, you know, it was through a connection actually. Was uh, there's another podcaster named Lewis House? Oh yeah, no Lewis, yeah, not so personally, Lewis, but I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lewis became a a user of our software. We did like partnerships with him, and then Lewis introduced us to Gary at a hotel in in a, at a conference in San Diego once. Um, and so uh, I don't know if they've, I left the company. I don't know if they have done a, an actual partnership with Gary V after that. But uh, when I was there, we were, we was in talks with him. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So tell, tell us about uh, Broca. So Broca is, uh, is an AI software and uh, it uses AI to generate content for your marketing needs. So, you know, a lot of marketing is just creating content such as you know, we're doing a podcast right now, but blog content, emails, ads, and so on. And so we, we want to help marketers or business owners or any entrepreneurs to generate that content a lot faster using AI. So for example, if you're running Google ads, you would simply plug your Google ad account into our software. We would then look at all the ads that are running, determine which ones are the best performing ads, and then create new variations for you to test out. So that as you keep testing new ads that are entirely AI generated, your performance keeps increasing over time, and and then the the um, the AI tool then is is constantly iterative, iterative then improving it over time. Exactly, yeah, it's a very time consuming process to write ads over and over again on your own. Yeah. So what most people do is just they'll write one set of ads and just leave it running forever. Um, but if you continuously test out new ads, your performance is going to increase, and so that's the point of using the software and AI. Uh, and have that. you? I, I know there's some master copywriters that have, uh, you know, graced the planet, and that, that's an art form in its own right in writing good copy and particularly converting ad copy. So, have you tapped in as a starting point to the AI engine? Have you tapped into some uh, perceived wisdom or experience around what makes good ad copy? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, um, the AI would not be able to produce great ad copy from scratch, but if you already have a good set of ads running it can help you iterate on that because you already have like a good foundation of ads. So, you know, we're not, uh, 
I don't see AI replacing copywriters, especially not the expert ones. I see it being more of a, a sort of an augmentation of their of their uh, abilities. Awesome. Um, so, how long ago did you start up, and uh, have you have you built, you've coded the AI uh, tool in house, presumably? Yes. Yeah. So we uh, we started this summer actually the, uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of marketing consulting, and then all my clients decided to cut back on the marketing spend when the pandemic hit, and so I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, so we built this uh, product uh, in-house. We have a team of uh, five people in total, including me. Um, and uh, yeah, we have uh, we launched the first version of the product in uh, September. We have a, a wait list of around like 900 companies on, and uh, we're launching the second one this week, actually. Right. So hold on. You launched the first product in September and you already have a wait list of 900. So talk us yeah. through that journey of how you scaled what uh, to have a wait list of 900 in just a few months. Yeah, it was, um, to be honest, I, we didn't really do a lot of marketing. It was just like some promotions online, like Twitter and stuff like that. But it did get caught by uh, a few sort of bigger influencers. And this goes back to like the, the stuff I mentioned earlier. Um, it was pure luck, I have to admit. But it, it, you know, once it got caught on by a couple of like bigger influencers and marketer, marketing influencers who retweeted and shared it around, that led to you know, a lot of people covering us on various blogs. We got covered on Financial Times. Um, and then uh, you know, all of that has led to people signing up for the wait list. Um, but, but I will say, like, you know, yeah, like it, was, it was a fluke. It was lucky. But it shows the power of influencers. So if you do, have, if you do build like a, a sort of more... Um, targeted system for going after influencers, you will get the luck. Uh, I'm doing air sure. quotes here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so have you, you've launched, you've already launched the first product. You've got, have you got a, a beta testing group of, co- of companies on it? Exactly, yes. We, when we launched the MVP, we got about 30 companies on it. We got a lot of feedback. Using that feedback, we are relaunching, um, redesigning and rebuilding and relaunching the app again this week. Uh, which we will bring back the 30 customers and then expand it to the remaining rest of the, the wait list. Great. And out of those 30, have you got some some impressive sort of case studies from client success stories of what results they've had in a short period of time? We do, yeah. We we have um, in, in so far, like the biggest uh, value to them is the this, the time savings, right? And so they're they're just excited that they can just come in to use this tool. And it's just a few minutes of them to click which ads that they like based on the ones that we're presenting them to run. Uh, which is saving them a lot of time from just writing those ads every week. Yeah, but hopefully, you know, the the proof of the pudding is in the conversion. So, you, are you actually seeing that your new ads are are actually increasing conversion? Exactly. Yeah. So we are we are seeing a a, a gradual increase over time. It doesn't uh, jump up suddenly, and and um, because the idea is you're testing out a whole bunch of ads, so you don't know which sure. of ads will work, which won't. But there are always going to be ads that are performing just slightly better than the previous set so that those keep staying on top as well. Hey, Gavin here. I want to get to know you. You're part of my community now. If you are serious about significant growth over the next two to three years, whether organically or through acquisition, let's jump on a call. Let me understand you and your business that much more so that I can come up with some suggestions that you can get on with implementing right now. Go to bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. That's bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. Well, how have you found, or how have your customers and you found the online digital marketing space now then? So more people have been uh, spending more time 
at home, they're traveling less, they've like less of a commute, possibly more time looking at their screens, but also increased competition and a lot more noise there across people's feeds. So um, how have you found uh, your ability to kind of cut through uh, and, and your the AI uh, engine the ability to be able to get seen and get and, and the ads to get seen and get and cut through yeah um like you know there's way more businesses coming online e-commerce is growing a lot more people creating online you know education and courses and trying to sell that so advertising is is still um is is still very competitive uh it did there was a bit of a lull during the actual pandemic or like the worst of it when everyone was cutting back but now marketing spend is returning um what I, what, I, what I usually advise people is if you want to cut through all of that is really be very specific about the niche that you're going, the, the audience that you're going after, right? Yep. Um, our tool doesn't specifically take care of that, which means you have to set that up on your own. Um, so when you do that, you do really do need to, you know, say for Google ads, you want to niche down in very specific keywords. Uh, for Facebook ads, you want to have a very well-defined audience, right? That is really like, kind of foundational piece of setting up your ad campaign. And then the ad copy is sort of like the next piece after that. Great. Great. And what, so time saving is the first, the, the, the first biggest benefit that people are experiencing. And the second obviously is over time and increasingly better performing ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, higher revenue, but also time saving, which sort of equates to cost savings as well. Um, especially if you're like an agency and you're trying to scale up, Typically, the way an agency scales up when they get more clients is to hire more copywriters. But with this, they don't have to hire as many. They still have to hire one or two, but then the software will sort of take help them. So, so agencies is one of your target customer groups, as well as sort of individual business owners and um, marketing departments of corporates, etc. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a number of, of, of different channels to market then. Yeah, different channels to market. Um, we, uh, you know, I have built up like a, a big network of these folks in my career as a market a marketer. Um, so I'm going to be tapping into that and then uh, building out more of those marketing strategies, partnerships, ads, and so on. Fantastic. And um, so early stages, then it's sounding very, very promising. It is. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's uh, especially in the early stages, always like, you know, there's, there's so many different things to do and so much work. Um, we are in the midst of as well, uh, raising a, a seed round as well. So um, there's there's a lot of interest from investors uh, in this kind of product because it's just, it's brand new, it's it's exciting and uh, every, every company would need it. So, yeah. And are you finding there's much competition out there for you in terms of um, AI tools to help write copy? I've heard of at least one other. Yeah. Yeah, there are there are some coming up now. Um, you know, the AI has reached a point where uh, it's uh, it's very good at producing copies. So now more companies are actually creating these kind of tools. Um, we are the way we've built our tool is very specific to the way agencies and big 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 ticket advertisers work. Okay, uh, the high volume we have built certain tools that automate a lot of other processes, which some of the competitors are not doing. They're focusing on other audiences. That's answer the next question. How are you how are you differentiating? So by focusing on high volume agencies, where then the, the time saving is all the more dramatic for them, all the more noticeable for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the like the continuous testing and optimization, just automating all all of that, so that you don't have to go in and do all of that stuff yourself. Great. Yeah. Great. So do, do you do, does the tool actually? 
offer up a series of different uh, copy alternatives that you manually select, and then it f- feeds back on the actual performance of each of those ads. Exactly. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what it does. Great. Yeah. So, uh, where next for the tool in terms of development? So um, we're going to continue. Uh, working on this ad generation piece, but we're getting a lot of companies who are interested in blog content generation as well. Right. So we see that as sort of like the next big uh, product that we would create. And we're actually starting to do an MVP of that product where it's more like, um, and this is possibly a good way for, for, you know, other companies listening to, to create or test out new product ideas. We're not actually building the full product, but we're sort of starting it off as a, as a service or like a sort of semi-automated service. And then, tweaking it until we we can start to automate all pieces of it. And then we have like the product. And obviously as you tweak, as you go along, you're actually getting more and more uh, customer feedback as well. And yet, yeah, so you iterating your own product, you're using your own process to build your own products, which I love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And if you, so I can imagine a massive time saving, you know, one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people that wanting to do content at scale, you know, Gosh, I think it was a Gary V comment that I saw on LinkedIn only last week that if you were, st- he said, if he was starting off in a space on a platform, he'd be focusing on LinkedIn and TikTok. And he, I think he said something like, um, forty to sixty pieces of content a day. So yeah. obviously, most people just think, wow, that's impossible. But with a tool like yours, that's helping to optimize ads and then will get into writing copy for blogs, etc., and posts, then you can see how it would be in. a very powerful and much in demand tool. That's exactly our goal here, right? I mean, you, Gary V, he's insane at producing content, but like you have to realize he has a massive team behind him doing a lot of that work, right? Like he's just sitting there and recording one interview or podcast or video, and then the team just goes, takes that, splits it up, pushes it on different channel. And we're hoping that we could sort of automate a lot of that stuff. So if you're a small business owner and don't have the, the resources that Gary V does, you could still potentially do what he's doing with our software. Oh, amazing. And uh, envisage a tool that actually would take like a podcast interview like this and take some of the video content and find using AI to find out which were the best bits and was able Mm -hmm. to then to snip that up and put it across the different channels. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the big vision, right? Like it's it's sort of very exciting. Yeah. 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 And um, as you've gone through your, your your journey of a number of different startups, you've seen what works and seen what doesn't work. Then you're you're starting up again. Um, when you and your business partner came up with the idea, you know, joining forces again and setting up Broca, what have you chosen to do differently or make sure? I think two it's two sides of the same question, really. What have you chosen to do differently this time? And what have you made? What's the best practice you brought with you to make sure you did do again? Yeah, great questions. Um, so what we've chosen to do differently is we want to be way more, systematic about the way we go about things like the way we make decisions the way we work right for example last time we we had this idea of an app that we wanted to build we really did not validate the idea uh, and we had no idea what the business or revenue model would be when we started we were just we were just doing something that we thought would be cool right this time around it started with a design sprint where i interviewed a whole bunch of marketers and advertisers even before we created the product right and we we did a clickable prototype using slides so it's like very low investment just to test out and validate the idea. Um, the other thing is the way we work, right? Like I think back then we were younger, we didn't have set processes for roles and how we do things and how we make sure work is actually getting done. Whereas now we're using 
systems. We're trying to build systems and tools where we're keeping each other accountable. Um, we have regular communication, uh, you know, weekly sprints, um, you know, Zoom calls, that kind of thing to, to make sure we're doing the right work and doing it fast. Brilliant. And what about um, external advisors you bring on? Because you guys have experienced a lot in a very short period of time. You've built a, a huge network of influencers. But as you're starting up something that you really want to scale and scale fast, have you immediately gone out to sort of look for non-execs and build a team of advisors around you to stretch your thinking? That is so, so important. I'm glad you brought it up because it's just like, I think that that's another difference between last time and this time around. Right now we have advisors like some of the CEOs who I've worked with in the past who have built their own successful startups. Um, and I've built relationships with them over time working for them. Uh, a CTO uh, from a previous company. We have a few investors. I've, I used to do consulting for venture capital funds for their right. portfolio companies. Yep. So, so I still have those connections and they're sort of you know, using their advice. Um, so yeah, building that list of advisors, even if it's just like through email, uh, I think hugely important. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the advice and the mentorship can be value, invaluable to you. Just one question, well-placed, or one introduction to a contact can set you off on a completely different trajectory, can't it? Absolutely. Like like one intro to say a big customer or, or, a, or, a, or a VC, um, and then it changes everything, right? Like one VC says, yes, you're funding it out. You've, you've in instantly got the rest on board. One big company like EA or something wants to use the software and then you can just sell it to a whole bunch of others. And, and that's critical when you want to get to sort of face credibility in the, in, in the eyes of a marketplace as a, as a new entrant in a marketplace. That is so critical to just getting that initial traction to get moving. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, it does take time to build up this, the, the network and stuff, but I think if you, if you're just doing it every day over time, you will get there. So it'd be so in, so easy almost with that engineering background to get introverted into the tech, spending all your time coding, developing the tech, developing the product, but your marketing experience has obviously taught you. Um, how important it is for you to build these networks, build these partnerships. So how are you, and, and between you and your, your business partner, how are you splitting the time between working on the tool, doing the coding, doing the engineering, software engineering piece, and how much are you spending your time building relationships, networks, um, and relationships with funders, et cetera, and key customers? Yeah, uh, the, the, the great thing about me and my co-founder is that we have the complementary skill set. So he's more of the technical side now. Um, while I do have that engineering background, it's been a long time since I actually coded. And it, I've spent the last few years building my network of marketers and funders. So I'm focused on that side of the business. And then he's great. focused on the product and the engineering tech. Great. Perfect, uh, perfect partnership and perfect team when you have that, uh, that, that complementary set of skills. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I would suggest that any others listening to this would should try to find that those complementary sets of skills as well. And what is it about marketing in particular and business in general that f fascinates you, that fires you up, that keeps you stimulated? Because you, you, you just talking to you, you, you're evidently loving this journey. And I'm sure there's lots of hours going in at the moment as well at this certain space. So what is it keeps it so stimulating for you and so fulfilling? For me, it's the, the creative aspect of it. 
um, as a kid, I used to be very creative and I would write stories. Um, I used to read a lot of fantasy science fiction novels and I would try to rewrite those as well. Um, and so, so being able to bring a lot of creativity into it um, as well as sort of using my engineer background to like analyze what's working, what's not working and just combining those two. That's very exciting, right? Because then when I can try something new and funny and interesting out, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, we use the AI to generate Star Wars character descriptions for people. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. So if I put your name into our AI, it will spit out. I can actually do this right now. Do you want me oh, to go? Let's, yeah. let's have some fun with this. Yeah, go for it. Right, let's do this. So basically what I did was I, I trained the AI to recognize or to uh, recognize or to be able to create a Star Wars background, character background for you, which meant if I gave you a name, it would, it would spit out a, a story for you that was set in the Star Wars universe. So what I'm doing right now is I'm just typing in Dan Preston. Um, and then I'm just having it generate. It's going to take a couple of seconds. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. A prominent member of the Rebel Alliance, Gavin Preston was amongst the first to realize that Luke Skywalker had vanished after the Emperor's final defeat. Preston led a search for Luke in the unknown regions, determined to avenge the Emperor's victims by hunting down the most dangerous warrior of the Empire's final war. It's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. That is. And that's, that's the kind of thing that, that really keeps me interested about marketing, right? Like you could do yeah. these fun things. And when the Mandalorian season two released a couple of weeks ago, I used that to sort of like, you know, get on Twitter and share a bit more and like take the hashtag and, and do this kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. that's great fun. Love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So if anybody wants to find out um, more about Broca, more about um, scaling partnerships and how they can get that to work for them, how do they, how do they get hold of you, Sid? Like Absolutely. You yeah, you can, you can email me, sid at usebroca.com. Uh, that's U-S-E-B-R-O-C-A.com. Uh, the website is usebroca.com. Um, yeah, feel free to contact me. I'm, I'm online and uh, I'm happy to help and you know, share my experience with marketing, partnerships, content, whatever else. And presumably at the moment, people, if they're interested in uh, using Broca, they sign up to be on the wait list then for, for when you're releasing the next phase. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, uh, you know, in a, in a short period of time, we've covered a lot of ground. It's a fascinating story. And I'm sure there'll be uh, more than a few people listen to this that are going to be sort of, as soon as they've stopped driving or, 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 or could reach a keyboard, they'll be, uh, or, or a screen, they're going to be uh, typing in usebroker.com and then checking out your AI tool. So thank you so much uh, for your time today. For sure. Thanks a lot, Gavin. This was fun. And, and of course, if your uh, listeners want a Star Wars background as well, they can reach out. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Hey, Gavin here. I want to get to know you. You're part of my community now. If you are serious about significant growth over the next two to three years, whether organically or through acquisition, let's jump on a call. Let me understand you and your business that much more so that I can come up with some suggestions that you can get on with implementing right now. Go to bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. That's bit.ly forward slash call with Gavin. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms. Enjoy more success 
and create more impact.